Hello, you. Uh, tomorrow uh, in Leeds, I'll be hosting a improv get together themed around faking it until you make it, uh, which is a tactic in improv or in life, I guess, where if you're not sure what to do or you feel uh, lacking in skills, expertise, or you just have not got a clue what the hell is going on, you can pretend and act like you know what's going on and act like there's some certainty, like act like you know what to do next or what is going on around you and just bringing a tiny little bit of confidence, conviction or certainty can change the situation. Now, this is a principle from improv that I would like to, I, I'd like to, yeah, deepen my experience of, play with it, find out what happens when I do this because I... I've probably been doing it accidentally where you just bring confidence and surety and playfulness into a scene where you're not sure what's happening next and you just rely on your imagination and hope and just purely wing it. But I'd like to do it a little bit more deliberately. Um, last night I did a scene with a, an experienced improviser from the Casino Improv Troupe at uh, Leeds Comedy Jam. And we ended up being two skyscrapers who were in a kind of friendly rivalry um, in New York. And it was a lovely scene, uh, but I felt I was very much leaning on his experience and, and letting this guy lead. Because he was, he brought a lot of confidence. He was like very quick to sort of be a skyscraper and he assumed the kind of position of a skyscraper. If you can imagine two tall guys stood up, I, I saw that. And immediately we both kind of went into being tall and being proud and looking over the city and this kind of thing. And uh, yeah, we sort of fed off one another's... Um, playful energy but I was just wondering how I could do that scene differently when you don't know what's going to happen next because that that is improv in essence that we, the, we we had a scene suggestion which was one of it was just someone had said oh two tall guys and someone had shouted skyscraper and that's all we had to go on so we, we who knows what's going to come next so one of the tactics is yeah is to, is to fake it till you make it is to just bring confidence and in this case I guess how would I have done it differently I would, I already felt like I was going to become a building when I heard the word skyscraper. So I'm going to be the biggest, the best, the most obvious skyscraper that I can be. And what, what kind of personality would a skyscraper have? So make some pretty quick choices. Skyscrapers are bold, aren't they? They're very assertive. They are often ostentatious and gaudy and very in your face. And they're all competing, aren't they, for, for height around them like who's going to be the tallest the biggest the best the most impressive the highest status the shiniest the richest you know uh, most imposing skyscraper you know um skyscrapers might be you know what kind of personality would a skyscraper have it might be arrogant or it might be really insecure you know there's so many different ways you could get it so it's like i guess it's about making a choice about what what of any of that you would like to do and then really going really doubling down on it, really committing to it. So that's what faking it till you make it would do, <coughs> excuse me, under those conditions. Why do we do it though? Well, yes, thank you, Train. I don't know if you can hear that, it's honking in the background. The idea is that, well, th this is my interpretation of it, and we're going to be exploring this tomorrow at the Leeds Improv Collab, which is uh, a get-together I host for, for improvisers who just want to get a bit of practice and get better at it. Uh, it's an open play session, really. So the theme is faking it until you make it. Or the other way of looking at this, actually, is, is um, was given to me by a guy called Chris Mead, who's an absolutely wonderful top improviser. I did his um, Improv Fables um, intensive a few weeks ago in London. 
and he invited us I think I was fretting again about like not really knowing what was going on in a scene when there's loads of people sort of telling this long narrative story I was kind of like ah, I'm behind I'm gonna I don't know what's going on he said well when you come on just act like your character knows what is going on like make believe pretend like you're walking in there with some surety some confidence of yeah I know what's going on here and I'm gonna say something or do something that relates to this in a way that I'm I'm sure of of this and it's a complete pretense because inside you might be fretting and panicking what the hell is going on which you usually are certainly if you're me you think everyone else is funnier smarter and there's me at the end, uh, at the at the edge of the of the game, going, "Oh shit, uh, I'm going to get this wrong." Fretting, panicking, feeling a little bit left out, which is just a little story that plays in my head. So he said, "Yeah, act as if you know what's going on. Act as if your character knows what going what is going on." So this is a faking it till you make it bit. You can bring confidence, you can bring surety, conviction, and really commit to. You could name what is going on. You could name who the other people are. You could name where you are. You could name the relationships that are going on. We could name why this matters, why the scene is unfolding in the way it's unfolding. We could name the thing that's in the room that no one else is daring to mention and just do it with with confidence and just, um, yeah, take a chance. Um, I'm just looking at my notes here. What else is there about this? There's trust. There's trust... Thank you. The train agrees with me. There's trust in, like, believe, uh, trust in the, the people around you that you're playing with will get your back, uh, will get what you're talking about. There's trust in yourself to kind of, to have absorbed and to have understood and to be able to make sense of what's going on. And even though you don't, you, you don't think you have, you're, you're kind of uncertain, you feel emotionally insecure about what's going on around you, you can take a, a chance on trusting that you have absorbed just enough to be able to jump in and bring something new or helpful. Um, it's like, I think there's something about the ethics of this as well. Like If we're going into everyday life, faking it until you make it can be dangerous. You know, if you're a doctor going into surgery, that might be a little bit... This, this, could, this could very much backfire, so I wouldn't um, recommend doing that where there's a chance of failing, uh, seriously. But in improv, if the stakes are low enough and you're supported enough... It's kind of alright to do this. And you're actually, it's an act of kindness, I think, to, to bring some surety, to bring some confidence into a scene when you're not sure to fake it is really quite helpful because everyone else is probably panicking as much as you are when you don't know what's going on. So for someone to bring something assertive with a little bit of confidence, even if it, it's, I want to say wrong, but inverted commas, even if it's, a little bit out there esoteric or maybe miss the thread a little bit it's still an anchor from where to go and um, for example last night i saw a scene where someone uh, it was freeze tag which means that people play a scene uh, two characters and then someone else will tap in and pause the scene and someone will exit and this new person will come in and the the point at which they froze this game at someone had just said something about jesus and this new person who entered the scene came in and went, I am Jesus, which was naming himself as Jesus, but this kind of Greek, Spanish Jesus, maybe, who came in and was about to um, perform a miracle or something. Anyway, this other improviser that was improvising with him misheard this and heard Jesus or Jesus, like this character was coming on as the god Zeus, the Greek god Zeus, and had obviously heard the accent. 
and had suddenly decided that this person was a god of dentistry and was walking into dental HQ and was going to do some something about making people's teeth miraculously more white. So even though that this guy had faked it, Dilly made, he'd faked being Jesus, walking into a scene saying, I'm Jesus. Anyway, someone had misheard this and got it wrong, inverted commas, but actually what they'd heard is a really good, clear, bold offer that had brought some certainty to the situation. Now, this guy had misheard what the certainty was. He'd misheard Jesus and heard it as Jesus. So it didn't go wrong, inverted commas. The scene just got better because there was a kind of a juxtaposition and a tension that the audience had picked up on. But it was funny because now this guy had to go, go from being Jesus to being Zeus, which was still kind of like godlike. There was still an opportunity for miracles and there's still a chance to be silly in, in the dental HQ. And the scene worked out in the end. Uh, they, they found somewhere to go from. So in, in faking it till he made it, in acting like he knew what was going on as this Jesus Zeus character, the scene had a kind of, I guess you could call it an anchor point or a point, something like a peg in the ground, even if it's imperfect and potentially mistaken, and it was mistaken and misheard, it still gave people something to kind of orbit round. Because when you're in these situations where you don't know what's going on, to have something, a peg in the ground, a kind of a, a line in the sand, whatever other mixed visual metaphor you want to throw in there, it's bold enough for people to sort of play around and to commit to and to take it from there. It's something... Because then about you, like, when you go into an improv scene, there's so much uncertainty and there's so much anxiety of not knowing and people can panic and that can lead scenes astray. If everyone's losing their heads, it's, it's just this kind of, oh, we've all been there. We've all been in situations where we don't know what's going on and both of us are fretting and panicking and bringing anxiety and it just spirals out of control and people start going mad. But if one of you can just bring that surety, that confidence, that... Just naming a thing, anything, it gives you somewhere, a platform from where to play from. So that is what we'll be playing with tomorrow at the Leeds Improv Collab. Google it, it's on Ticket Taylor. Tickets are available. It is on the 6th of June. And, uh, tickets are still available. It's at 7 till 9 in Headingley. If you want to come, whether you're a new improviser or an experienced one, we're just going to play with this theme. We've got quite a few really cool games. What are we playing? Let me have a look at our notes. We're going to be playing the expert game where one of you uh, is brings a topic or a theme that you actually know something about. I've seen this done really well with them. Um, it was uh, a lab assistant who did stuff with DNA and genetics. So they were going to do a scene all about that and bring a lot of subject uh, matter expertise, whereas the other improvisers doing a scene with them knows absolutely sweet fuck all about that topic. And then at some point, that person who knows nothing has to give a little monologue all about the topic and the subject matter. So they've got to fake it till they make it all about uh, an expert topic or theme that they won't know anything about, which sounds really scary. But there are ways to just cope with that, which is, yeah, um, acting as if your character in that scene. So you could be another lab assistant or you could be DNA or you could be someone about to get an injection of enhanced DNA to just monologue and pretend like you know exactly what's going on and it's loads of fun because you don't have time to think and you all you've got is your imagination and all you've got is your ability to pretend and make it up as you go along which I love and you'll be super supported in that game because everyone will be there to cheer you on what else have we got um 
I think that gives you a flavour of what's going on. We're going to be leading with body parts, or we're going to play one of my favourite games, actually. So we're going to be wandering around the room, leading with our knees or our hands or our posture. And then at some point, we're all going to lean in and ask that person, ask one of these people out of a group to sort of live a character based on their movements. And you have to suddenly just make it up as you go along and make loads of quick decisions about who you are based on your movement. And everyone's going to support you and ask loads of questions and endow you with characteristics and qualities that mirror the movements that you were making just before you uh, you chose that character. So that's quite lovely. Um, and we're going to be faking it so we make it. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, I share these in the hope that there are some lessons for anyone who is not necessarily improviser, but is curious about what improv is and there are massive overlaps between improv and life and there are situations in which acting confidently, even though you're not sure in yourself, even though you're emotionally a little bit rattled, just pretending like you have confidence is often enough just to tip you in the direction of actually having confidence, which is really helpful. So yeah, I'll be facilitating that group tomorrow. Join us if you're up for it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Love you. Bye.